<clears throat> uh, hello. Hello. Is this thing on? Hello. Yes. One, two. Okay. Oh, hi. Hi. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, so I'm going to give you a pre-warning of this episode. If you like cringy stuff, if that's right up your alley, then hey, this episode is going to be right up your alley because in this episode, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the movie Rubber and I um, I decided to drink while we were recording uh, hindsight. Uh, what? Uh, to, to, you know 2030 or whatever it is uh but um you know uh so if, if you if you like jokes that don't land and um ramblings of a mad angry not really angry but uh frustrated uh drunk drunk white dude then um you know that this could be your episode this could be right up your alley we're also going to cut out my my crazy ramblings at the end for my summary and um, if you really want to hear the ramblings of a mad drunk man, uh, then please go to the end of the episode and listen all the way through, uh, and you will hear that. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to stop talking and give it back to Kyle, uh, so he can start it before he realizes. All right. Bye. <laughs> And welcome to Horrible Friends. We are a podcast in book club form. This week, we've got rubber. Starting off, I'm Kyle. I'm Chris. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And I'm Jarvis. And general feel for this podcast is we're going to talk about the history of the film, uh, the plot, sound, music, special effects, cinematography, and we're going to talk, uh, talk a little bit about our little spin on how we feel about the movie. Dan, what do we got about this history of this glorious film oh god all right rubber so it came out in 2010 <laughs> the director writer sound person editor <laughs> cinema person it's it's all quentin dupieux uh who is also known as his dj name which is mr <laughs> Oizo. Uh, li- little known fact, I guess, is that uh, Quentin Tupio is um, so he's French. Obviously, he's from France. What? Um, yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Crazy. <laughs> I'm going to say if most of the time, if you have like more than three credit lines on a movie, it's either going to be an excellent movie or it's going to be just a awful pile of garbage oh god and, i could uh, agree so much so mm-hmm. uh, this movie is undecided i'll let you decide where you fall on that mm-hmm. and two and maybe more importantly too if you have a name and also a dj name <laughs> I, I don't have much respect for you <laughs> so quentin depew oh god that was so good quentin depew is um best known for his like um his sound effects and his music. Uh, he's done. I I read he did a Levi's commercial. Like that's Great. what he's best known for. Yeah. Okay. So now you know him. Um, he's best known for doing movies such as Deer Skin, Wrong, Reality. Uh, these are different movies that he's best known for. All movies I would much rather watch the Levi's commercial than mm-hmm. I would watch those films. <laughs> oh, well, given given we'll this see. film, but well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if that's true. Um, <laughs> so the runtime on this is about eighty-two minutes. It's not a very long movie. Uh, you can watch this on Crackle 
for free if you are interested and you haven't watched it yet, which you should be watching it if you are listening to this podcast because this is a book club format. The budget of this movie was approximately 800000 And again, just like our last episode, I really struggled to find the box office numbers. I don't know why these movies are not posting their box office numbers. Um, maybe they're embarrassed by them. But was, was there a box office to go to? Uh, there might have been, but I, I man, maybe I just couldn't find it, but I might be embarrassed by that um, because I'll be honest, guys, this movie has me drinking right now. Uh, it's not a great <laughs> film. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to be drinking throughout this review. And uh, that that's where we're at. So eight hundred thousand is the budget. Our filming location of this is in Palmsdale. Lancaster and Hollywood, California, and, and also, uh, Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this no, one is actually it. not filmed in Vancouver, Canada, uh, but I will tell you that it does have a nude clock of twenty-seven minutes and forty-two seconds. Forty-three seconds. Uh, it's always contentious. <laughs> All right, so the movies that came out in this year are uh, in twenty ten are insidious we have the devil uh we have movies like legion we have tucker and dale versus evil came out this year which is an amazing movie if you haven't seen it we have 30 days of night uh dark days that came out uh so there were some pretty all right movies that came out this year black swan the crazies those movies came out this year so after that but they don't compare to rubber so that's fine that's no that's fine. They don't uh, fun fact i as much as my wife doesn't want to admit it i picked up my wife by uh the crazies by saying hey want to go to a movie that movie's crazy and uh we're married now so clearly it <laughs> got worked him. got, got him. him now got when, him. i hope she doesn't hear me you would be right now if you said hey want to see a movie we can see rubber <laughs> <laughs> Unemployed, unloved, <laughs> unremembered. Probably, I'd probably be a meth addict. Um, to be, kids, to be honest, if you're listening, watching rubber is going to ruin your life. So, if you only want to listen to this podcast to kind of get a feel for it, well, I recommend it. As so, long as you follow it up saying, "I'll bring some rubbers." <laughs> All right, and with this new. Uh, with, with our new season, we are doing a new format to our plot. We're trying this out. We might do this with a couple episodes, but not with every episode necessarily. We're going to see how we like it and see how you guys like it. Uh, we're going to try to section off the plot and see how it works. So this week, I'm going to start off the plot and I'm going to start off explaining it. So with Rubber from 2010, we have it... Opening with chairs. This is going to sound. This is going to sound like a lucid dream because it felt like one. Um, this is going to sound like us trying to record our last episode because <laughs> we are like we didn't even watch a movie and making shit up mm-hmm. because we are. Um, you're all right though. <laughs> so this opens with chairs being placed in a desert and a guy with mm-hmm. binoculars. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna say like this film did have some like 
positives to it. Like it was a very artsy shot with the chairs in the desert, just the way they were framed and the lighting and just the uh, isolation of it. I mean, I'm giving it more credit than it might deserve, but it was a very artistic shot. I did like it. No, I I think you're correct. I know I have a lot of thoughts on the artistic nature of this movie, particularly, and like what their overall message was and what I think it was. But I'll hold that until the end. So I, I agree with you, Mike. I, I think that there was a lot of like artistic um, integrity to this. So anyway, so we open with this chairs being put in place in a desert with a guy with a binoculars and a like not, not a few binoculars, like a shit ton of binoculars. Yes, there are so many binoculars. <laughs> Guys, do you know how much binoculars cost? Like they're expensive. Oh, please tell yeah. me a spoopy meter is based on how many pairs of binoculars he had. So, guys, between zero and one hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the car uses the chairs as obstacles, but he hits that all of them, mm-hmm. like every single one. I thought he was gonna like slalom course through the chairs. But then he hits the first one. I'm like, okay, he just he just missed the first one, and he just deliberately knocks down and destroys every chair. It's yeah, the, the first one. I'm like, oh wow, he really mucked that one up. And then like five later, and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> He's just aiming for chairs. Mm-hmm. And I found myself yeah. saying that exact phrase a lot throughout this movie. I do not know what the fuck is happening. It's just a police officer who told him to take a sobriety test and he said if you can manage to m- miss all of the co- the uh Cones. chairs the chairs then Dan, you're i good. think you need a sobriety yeah. test right now <laughs> i am not driving <laughs> i don't need this you're driving anyway. the conversation <laughs> <laughs> <The> trunk opens <laughs> <laughs> the trunk opens and the sheriff comes out talking about E.T. being brown. I'm sorry, can I just mention how he just gets well, out of the trunk as no, if he's I'm just sorry. stepping you out of the car? I'm sorry, Chris. You can't mention that yet because I need to explain the absurdity of the scene and then you can point out the absurdity of the scene. <laughs> I'm very upset about this scene. <laughs> This sheriff comes out talking about E.T. being brown. Well, he handed a glass of water from the driver, and he says that a bunch of movies do things for no reason, intuiting that everything has no reason. I'm throwing my notes on the ground. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Say what you have to say. I mean, I already said it. That, that was it. <laughs> no, that, that was it. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was literally it. No, I okay. Well, if you're not gonna go, I will be happy to take over. Yeah, please. Like, who the fuck does this director think he is from the get? So yeah, the the chairs being placed and like the the those you know those angles from like it it was like 19 year old photographer like what they find would be you know a deep a deep image, Mm -hmm. yeah you know, and then this motherfucker in the car knocks all the chairs down, parks the car, opens the trunk. The driver is a sheriff. He's clearly in a sheriff outfit. Pops the trunk and hands the man getting out of the trunk a full glass of water. No, I believe he fills it for him there. I, I don't know. It, it, this whole movie's fucking uh, an absolute blur. And then he goes on to spout examples of 
plot points in movies that were not integral to the plot and they didn't have to make sense. But if you actually look at some of the references he made, my favorite of which, the, the plot hole that he said there was no reason for, was Adrian Brody's role in The Pianist, whom he said, if Adrian Brody was such a gifted pianist, why did he have to hide in The Pianist? I was like, oh, because he was a Jew and they were <laughs> killing Jews. <laughs> yeah, the, the movie starts out so full of itself it's it's so garbagey and then at at some point it's it's like somebody finally took over and was like okay but let's make it kind of funny because it was obviously like it was dumb like yeah the, the why was he hiding in the pianist yeah exactly and then the other one was like why don't we see them use the bathroom or wash their hands and i was like i just yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, oh yeah oh in texas chainsaw massacre why yeah. don't we see them washing their hands get fucked are you kidding me he's hanging bodies on hooks in the basement Correct. I was like, who does this movie, and I, I, I'm, I'm personifying the movie at this point, who does this movie think he or she is that this movie thinks it's worthy of narration? This movie's about a fucking moving, self-aware tire. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm, no, I'm not it, done. I'm nowhere near done, but we need to move on. I'm, yeah, that's funny. It was very pretentious. It was very like, up its own ass saying, like, why does this happen? Oh, no reason. Why did this happen? Oh, no reason. It's just, it's real pretentious. And it's trying to take, it's setting itself up to be taken like more seriously. Than mm-hmm. it is. There's no way to take this seriously. No. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you guys say that because like, I was going to bring this up later, but I read an entertainment weekly article where they, took uh, quotes from this director, uh, Quentin Dupois, and he basically was very... He acted like a brat, honestly. That's why I took away from it. Like, mm-hmm. they asked him... They talked about, like, his characters in the movie, and we'll get to what happens to the characters in the movie, but, like, long story short, when he kills off some characters, they're, he's like, yeah, I didn't care about them anymore, so I just killed them off. And it's like, well, why do I care about... Like, like at the end of the day, I felt like, why do I care about your movie and your characters if you don't even care about them? Like, mm-hmm. clearly you have no interest in seeing them out to, like, play as something or play as a character or play as a bigger message. So, like, why should we care? And that that's where I got really upset with this movie was that whole premise. Mm. Like he, they even said to me, there was like no reasoning behind anything. It just was like, oh, what would be funny here? What would be a good thing to do? What would, it was a very artsy movie. It was very, very French. Hmm. It was a surrealist movie. And I think it went too hard in that direction where it just didn't make a lot of sense. I think that's what he was going for. But like I said, it was very pretentious and up its own ass. and. He has his own DJ name. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I have to I have to say on that point, and then and then I'll finish my intro for this because we, we do have to move on. But um like man, I'm so upset with this movie. I don't even know where I was gonna go. I'm sure it's gonna come back to me though. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on with with my point. Like I, I can't. 
like stay on this. So I'm sorry about that. But here we go. So uh, the trunk opens. A sheriff comes out. He talks about the ET. We, we talked about that. Then the sheriff leaves. The truck, the car leaves that had him in it. Uh, and we pan out. And an audience. He does, he does get back in the trunk. Right, right. Oh, well, he gets back in the trunk, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After he pours out the water. He pours one out for his homies. I thought that was so <laughs> shitty. You're going to pour perfectly good water out. I drink water all day. Like, what's wrong with you, bro? Because nothing matters. No, no reason. reason. No reason. No reason. What a 14-year-old. Okay. <laughs> so, pan out to an audience being... I hate this. I Oh, God. I fucking hate this thing. Uh, pan out to... I'm with Jarvis so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pan out... And we see an audience member being handed binoculars. All of the audience is being handed binoculars. Okay. And the narrator leaves. Okay. The, the person that I presumed personally to be the narrator, they leave. They ride away on their bike. And the audience is looking through the binoculars. They're, they're constantly commentating on it. Um, they're saying, like, what are you looking at? They're commenting, saying, can you see anything? Uh, they're complaining about people talking while they're trying to look through them. Uh, and after the intro, we pan over to desert and we eventually get to a tire that is slowly starting to move. It's shaking around and it gets up and eventually it starts to roll away. Honestly, it's beautiful pan flutes. It's one of the best parts in the movie. Not the best part of the movie, mind you, but one of the best parts in the movie. You will find out what my favorite part of the movie is. Uh, by the end of this episode, you will find out. And we hear pan flutes playing, and then it rolls over an empty bottle, and the bottle shatters. Uh, then it rolls over a scorpion. The scorpion is crushed. Well, that's it, where it got his lust for blood, which mm-hmm. when he killed his Exactly. Uh, it rolls over a beer bottle, but the beer bottle doesn't shatter. Gasp. Like so, children's story. I know it's God. Uh, Oh man, this movie makes me so mad. Uh, Failing to shatter it though. It uses sound waves. Oh wait. So we're supposed to assume that it knows sound waves now. Okay. A tire can do sound waves. Uh, Um, Those are psychokinetic powers. I'm sorry. You are correct. Like the child told us it knows psychokinetic powers. And we then cut back to the audience talking about the piracy because someone's trying to record it and these telekinesis and psychokinetic powers. And I was Fat Neil in the audience from our community. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I, right. I, could, I couldn't remember where he was from, but yeah. yeah. So a little while back is when we got the title shot of Rubber. And I wrote down Rubber. Quentin Depew's dad should have worn one. Because <laughs> I already knew. Because I already fucking knew. So the last thing that I'm going to talk about is the tire uses its powers to blow up a can, and then it continues to roll. And after that, I'm going to pass it on to Chris. But before I do, real quick, guys, and I told you about this before we start recording, I'm going to introduce for this episode and this episode only, Checkout Point. So a checkout point is when you are done with this movie while you were watching it and you just could not write any more notes. You were just like, I'm done. I I don't have anything else to say about this because I had a point. 
where this happened and mm-hmm. I was done. So I'm going to pass it over to Chris with that. And I will tell you when my checkout point is. I'm, I'm going to assume it's like right now. It's not actually. You'll, you'll huh. see. You'll see when my checkout point is. But it's not right now. All right. Well, thank you, Dan. Um, so as Dan said, the tire blew up a can, blew up the bottle, and it continues its journey. You can see like uh, starting to get late. Sun's going down. Tire reaches a tree and it decides to fall down and sleep. The tire goes to sleep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Tires get tired. Hmm. I actually uh, wrote, isn't um, it getting? And I knew I wrote it down. I say this Mike makes <laughs> tires get tired. <laughs> I, I am offended that I was not included in this because I literally wrote down in my note. Isn't it getting tired of blowing up things? <laughs> I bet just came to me now, and I'm disappointed in you, Chris, that you would assume so little of me. <laughs> I'm disappointed that you assume so little of me that I wouldn't come up with that. I'm disappointed in me for picking this movie. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> So the sun comes up and the tire wakes up and it continues its journey. It hurts to say that sentence. Wait, real quick. Uh, Did anyone notice that it has more tread after it woke up? Honestly, I was just surprised when the movie first started and we saw the tire. And I'm like, that tire has way too much tread to be just an abandoned tire. I mean, you're not wrong. I want to know the origin story. I'm watching a tire like wake itself up out of the sand. It's Captain America. Yeah, well, I'm a little, I was captivated a little bit. I mean, I know you'd love the origin story, but there's no reason. Exactly. And there we go. So as the tire wakes up and continues its journey to somewhere, um, we cut to, back to Binocular Man, who has returned to the viewing site and is waking up the audience so they can go back to watching the movie. He is yep. just cleaning out all the pockets, though. Oh yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, he like digs through several people's pockets before he wakes them up. I'm like, what a fucking asshole! Oh, he's smart. Oh, he's a smart asshole. Like this is what, relate. Anyway, what? This, this, <laughs> I, I, this is where I wrote down. Um, what the, the one girl was like, uh, I, I really want some coffee and some toast, and I was like, somebody get white trash to Panga some coffee and toast, please. <laughs> <laughs> So they go back to watching the movie after Topanga needs some toast. Wait, did did we see that the tire needs a drink yet? I was about to say it. All right, we'll say it. <laughs> so during its arduous journey, the tire finds a puddle and boy, is it thirsty because it just leans into the puddle and we assume that it's drinking water. The fucking tire is drinking water. Mm-hmm. That's I'm like special. This, I'm going to have this tone a lot while I'm talking about uh, my part of the summary. So I apologize. We didn't, I don't blame you. we didn't even glance over the fact that like it was visibly breathing like as it slept. Like when right before it woke up, it showed like the the compression of the lungs as yeah, it I don't know or whatever why. tires use to breathe. <laughs> I don't know why Tear. I didn't write that down because I was watching it and I'm just like <laughs> fucking tire breathing. Where, where yeah, are what the, the tires? Fuck was that? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, I need a beer. Hey, Chris, what's my joke for this one? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I really wish I could hop up on it, but uh, I'm just going to continue on. 
So the tire turns and sees a wonderful little adorable bunny rabbit just sitting there, just doing its little, you know, bunny thing. Like, you know, it's adorable. And the tire is just so angry that that bunny exists. So it starts to use its powers again and it rumbles and the bunny explodes. All I had was LMAO. It was like happy music that started playing after that. Yeah, that's what uh-huh. I said. The tire roll song starts playing in the background. It, uh, so I wrote down, did that motherfucker just detonate a bunny to the soundtrack of Just Don't Want to Be Lonely by Blue Magic? <laughs> the answer to which is yes. Yes, it did. And it was at this point that I was like, thank fuck for Crackle ads because the commercial played. There were several commercials if you watch this on Crackle. And let me tell you, I enjoyed every one more than the last. As this I really wish off. I did that. I will say that too. Like normally I don't like to watch ads when I'm watching a movie or something. But the ads actually did break up the movie a little bit because you like I was watching it I and agree. just starting to drown out and not really care about anything anymore. Movie life questioning existence. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then oh, it was an ad would play. I'm like, okay, what are they trying to do? And then back to the movie. Wait, did anyone see that commercial on Crackle just because we're talking about it? Because I I almost wrote it down. The commercial where the people are like talking about like medicine and they're in like a field, like hosting a meal. And they're like, thank you, volunteers for coming. And anyone see that? No. 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 Well, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. How about that? All right, continue, Chris. What kind of targeted ads are you getting? I'm, I'm going to send them to you, and you guys are going to have to live with that. Anyway. That's anyway. all I got. That's all I got. All right. Thank you, Kyle. So, tire just goes back to rolling along. Wonderful pop song still playing in the back. And it reaches a road where we get... Uh, a young woman who drives by in her car and the tire is just like, I'm going to kill you with my brain that I apparently have. But surprisingly, nothing happens to her, but she, it does cause the car to slow down and stop. So as the tire starts rolling towards her, hoping to claim its next victim, a random truck drives by and knocks the tire out of the road. The girl starts her car back up and drives off. We're in we're in episode two of season two, and we already have another hit and run. And thank God for this hit and run. There, yeah. Though it's a consistent theme with a lot of our movies, like at least in this case, it spared our our heroine off brand Liv Tyler is is what I wrote <laughs> down that she reminded me of. So that's a good point. So thank God for hit and runs. Yeah, that tire got got. Yep. Oh, and also in, in the tire's frustration, it turned and blew up. I almost forgot that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy got it's hard to get revenge on that guy and then just rolls away the perfect getaway yeah I'm just gonna <laughs> quickly mention that tire reaches a gas station where the drive truck was filling up his gas sits in his car has a staring contest with the tire and then his head explodes yeah that happens yep it the was usual. impressive looking yeah I will I will give that <laughs> yeah that- it was decent decent effects for that yeah, I did like all the head explodey scenes. They were good, good shots. Yeah, I thought they were Agreed. good. Um, no, it, no, it was pretty sweet, man. Like, I'll, I'll give the movie credit for that. Like the the head the head shots were they were pretty neat. It was seven hundred thousand dollars. 
800. No, no, the, the extra 100 was uh, it was just for the camera. So just for tires. One million. Point taken. <laughs> so we now cut to the tire arriving at a roadside motel where, sure enough, the girl driving the car from earlier, she's staying there. And apparently she's just not smart and left her motel room door open. CD. Who the fuck leaves a motel door crack? At yeah. That, yes. at yeah. Especially motel. while she's like getting a shower. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Bro, not even hookers. Not even hookers leave the door open at a CD motel. Not like, even men knock. do that. I'm honestly like, not sure, even like, guys do that. I feel like a couple hookers walked by and probably like looked in just like, tramp. Yeah, they judged her. <laughs> I remember. The only that. other person staying at that hotel was definitely driving a Land Rover. Uh, there are only two cars parked at that hotel, and one of them is a Land Rover. So I don't think there were hookers in that town. Maybe. I could be wrong. Maybe it's a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good business model she has there. But I, you know, hookers I have legs so. and can walk. Hmm. Not, not all of them. Not all. Not, of them. not, not all of them. <laughs> not one like Tammy. Not the cheap no. ones. Not the cheap. <laughs> not the cheap ones. Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, so the tire apparently is into voyeurism and um, starts watching a girl get undressed and get into the shower, which we then cut to the audience who all start complimenting the girl's body and they make jokes about complimenting. If the, yeah, complimenting. I, I'm sorry. I I put quotes around that. Um, well, okay. yeah, my, my sentence really has quotes around audience and compliment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's a lot of, there's a lot of quotes in my notes. Uh-huh. There's also the uh, phrase um, I bet uh, something about a blow job with the tire. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I better get a blowjob. Thanks, old black lady. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I tried to understand that joke so hard, and I was like, I don't get it. (laughs) It's like blowing air into a tire. It's a blowjob. Yeah, but but like that's not good. So I was like, is this better? Is there any better like angle for this? Look, that one guy in the audience did say that that ass was fine. And, uh, mm-hmm. I would be in agreement with that man. <laughs> <laughs> Which yep. brings us to our new clock at twenty-seven and forty-three goddamn seconds. <laughs> Not a second earlier. I, I had twenty-seven forty-two. Honestly, forty-three. I had forty-three seconds. <sighs> Fine. Kyle had forty-two, and yep. I went with Kyle. I'm going to go with me because I had to summarize this part. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so as girl gets out of the shower, she now decides, I'm going to close this seedy motel room door and ignore the fact there's a tire in it. Anyway. Um, and she decides to, apparently, I guess she's on some kind of trip because she calls her mom telling her she's staying the night in the motel and she'll see her tomorrow because we needed to know that. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, you had to do she, she was French. Yeah, she's the only one with a French accent in this whole movie. She uh, is. That I did notice. Uh, that was I noticed that, and then just immediately was like, "Oh, that's right. I don't care about this movie, so I'm going to immediately <laughs> not care about that." Uh-huh. Was that the accent? Yeah, that's I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Like, I, I wasn't paying enough attention because I don't know what I don't necessarily know if it was my clocked out meter, but <laughs> I was like, "Is she Russian? Is she Brazilian?" And then I was like, "Do I care?" The answer to all was no, I guess. No. So, yep. Uh, trust me, guys. There'll be no surprise for my clocked out meter. 
I, um, I'm excited to hear everyone's clocked out meter. Apparently, the tire is in the motel room next door, and it's just hanging out watching TV. And okay, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. There's no end. <laughs> I, this movie is so boring that the tire watched TV, and we had to watch the tire watch TV. Uh-huh. This is how boring this movie. Is. No, 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 no. We had to watch the audience watching the tire watching TV. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> That is That's, how boring it That was. is fair. I think he was just trying to give the tire human traits so that you I think he was trying to just tire. pump him up a Mike, little bit. That's enough out of you. <laughs> he was just trying Speaking to pump of- up the tire a little bit to, you know, give him give him those human Do you traits. think that one landed? Do you think that one landed? I think it did. I think <laughs> I don't know. I'm still looking I'm still looking for um You'll find it. You'll find it. It's there. Yeah, you'll find it. Speaking of pumping up, like everyone noticed that, like the tires watching like the the aerobic infomercial. Mm -hmm. Like, how's the tire masturbate? (laughs) (laughs) Aerobics. This this movie brought up so many goddamn questions. How does the tire breathe? How does it drink? How does it beat off? But, but, but you, did why am I asking questions? these questions? <laughs> why yeah, did it bring up questions? That's Hold on, my answer. question. Hold on. W- would you say that it rubbed one out? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no reason for that joke. No <laughs> did, that, did that one land? Did that one land? <laughs> Still looking up for it. Uh, when it lands next. I like that joke a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, land, it, it landed with uh, males between the age of 25 and 36. <laughs> um, you better fix that. It landed between males between the ages of 32 and 32. That's about it. <laughs> I want to check out right now and I'm not even done my summary. <laughs> Can I check out before I'm done? <laughs> Sure. No, damn it. You had to finish this fucking podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, so apparently Mr. Binocular Man is uh, staying in the same hotel and he's shining his shoes and awkwardly pantomiming them in front of his mirrors if they're walking and how well they're going to look in the desert. I mean, you don't do that. Like I every morning I got to. Mike, if, you try, if you try and argue for this movie. I mean, I put my shoes on my hands and walk them around a little bit just to see what my feet would look like. You know, what you do alone in your spare time is your... You know what? I think he's got a point there. <laughs> I think I'm turning a corner on this movie. <laughs> I'm going to cut you off and just keep going because I'm not going to let you. So, our binocular man gets a call from his master and says, don't worry. I will do my task first thing in the morning. And by the way, there's a turkey in his room. A live mm-hmm. turkey. Mm-hmm. It's a there's a live turkey mm-hmm. in his room. I'm vibing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. yeah. Are follow. you? Are you? Did you pick it up said, right next to where Dan and Kyle's jokes like? <laughs> I said I, fucking salutations. He did. <laughs> I was like, first off, who is this motherfucker calling master? Why is there a live turkey in there? Did that motherfucker just say salutations? And why does he have a murder briefcase? In which he uses the murder briefcase to kill the turkey. Mm -hmm. And then we... (sighs) 
he returns back to where the audience is sleeping and and just dangles this duffel bag and a now perfectly cooked turkey drops on the ground and everyone fights over it trying to get something to eat and here is my checkout point because exactly 34 minutes where my summary was done checked out now would you eat turkey out of a bag someone just dumped in front of you no if absolutely, I absolutely if i hadn't eaten Not. in several days probably if i'd eaten within the last hour like if somebody <laughs> just a turkey in front of me i'm going to eat it i, I do like turkey i don't like turkey you don't like I like the dark meat. I like the dark meat. I do. Not I thought, that, I thought like, that was Chris's job. <laughs> Is that like a, <laughs> I get it. Hey, that joke <laughs> definitely landed. <laughs> Wait till Jackie hears it. Yeah, she doesn't listen. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> she doesn't like this. <laughs> no, she really doesn't. That's unfortunate. Uh, people love us. No. Um, no, I don't like turkey. I don't know. It's okay. very dry. I don't know if you make it. Want some moist meat? Want some moist meat? We'll just go ahead and uh, move on now. Uh, (laughs) You guys asked. I was just answering. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Um, Make me feel weird. So uh, it's fine. (laughs) No, I opened up. It's fine. Go ahead. You say what you're going to say. I opened up. That turkey's pretty Um, good. That's fine. It's <laughs> good. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's bad. Okay, go ahead. So uh, all these people eat it except for, um, wait, we don't really know who he is yet, but he's the guy in the wheelchair. Um, so he he says the animals, I think he calls them, and then just goes back to watching the tire. Uh, we cut back to the motel, I guess, kind of area, and it's uh, a little kid, like a younger kid. And he sees the tire go into uh, the room where there was a like a cleaning lady who went in there to go clean the room. Uh, he follows her in there and the kid freaks out and goes back and tells the dad that he saw a live tire. And that's like, shut up. You're being super annoying and just get on your bike and go get me a pizza. And I was like, well, that's yeah, I think he punches the kid at some point. It's it's real bad. He's not a good dad. No. He's, not a role, he's not a role model. <laughs> he's just like miscellaneously playing with wires as well. I don't really know what he's doing. He just he's quote unquote working. So whatever. So we we cut back to the cleaning lady and she's dead and the tire is watching a tortoise on the TV. I guess it's just, it's time to watch the, the, the special. <laughs> Again, let's go about the same speed. Mm-hmm. Let, let's be clear. We absolutely raced over the fact that that tire was taking a shower. Oh yes. Now, Thank you. It, that is when the the maid comes in. He is in the shower. She looks down dismissively because it's a fucking tire. How did it turn the knobs? I, I mean, it can explode ahead, but can it gracefully turn a knob using its psychokinetic power? I, I know. I know the answer is no reason. I know, <laughs> but I'm still mad. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, yeah, so she she gets her head blown out uh because she which by the way she was like hello is anybody in there and then she just barges right into the bathroom she, <laughs> she barges in and pulls the curtain back yeah 
I was like, not good. Even if someone was there. No, 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 no. But yeah, it's a tire. She yeah, does. I, it's like, yeah, she got what she deserved. I agree. She got what she deserved. Like, you don't pull the curtain back on someone while no. they're in the shower. That's fucked up. Especially no. a tire. Especially a tire. Not if you're like an ugly maid. But like her, like. I'd be like, oh, oh, thank God. Hi. <laughs> oh, no. But uh, I think it was a metaphor for her pulling the curtain back. Oh, yes. Um, it's a metaphor. Uh, it's time for you to leave. It is time for you to leave. <laughs> so, uh, we, do you know what podcasts are on? <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we see the tire watching the. the the television show and then we uh, quickly see uh, what looks to be that the french girl i guess um start heading uh, she crosses the window and then she ends up in a pool the tire notices this and follows her she's he's creeping on her while she's in the pool she's soaking wet and then just puts her boots on yeah like straight wet feet into like leather boots are you kidding me get the fuck out of here <laughs> whoever slaps on cowboy boots after taking a dip in the pool has it fucking coming <laughs> <laughs> like honestly does uh so we cut back to the the kid he, he i don't there's nothing to the scene it, it's nothing it's just the tire watching this girl and so then the kid uh he's got the pizza he's heading down the road we run into um a character that doesn't matter uh He's got backpacking stuff on and he's asking for he's trying to hitchhike with the kid on the bike, which I thought was hilarious. And the kid sees the dead bird from earlier and puts some of the dead bird droppings on it and says, uh, here's your extra toppings or whatever. Here's your uh, your double toppings, because that's what the dad asked for earlier. And it's real gross. It's it's real nasty. It's like the uncooked meat just tossed on there. Gross. But do you think that that. Like bird guts made it more gamey. Like, do you think it gave it more gamey taste to it? The dad had yes. that coming to him too, because the dad was a, like a real asshole to the kid. His dad was an asshole. Fuck you, yeah. Like, oh, you just go get me a pizza, you stupid idiot. You deserve to get some like blown up bird on this pizza. I I completely agree, but do you think that it made the pizza more gamey? That's all I'm asking. Are you going Papa for John's, a Are you taking notes? <laughs> yes. Do you, how do you want me to answer? <laughs> I want you to answer honestly. Damn it! But what, like, what setup <laughs> do I need to give you for your punchline? There isn't a punchline. I just want an answer. <laughs> okay. okay. Yes. yes. You made it more gaming. Okay. That's it. Thank you. That's it. Now we for your punchline for the end of the show. See, I don't know if I'm more disappointed there wasn't. It's not that it was just a bad punchline. There was like no punchline. <laughs> it's an anti-joke. There was no reason. There was no no reason. So it's an anti-joke. We're gonna just move on past the anti-joke. It's just a question. It's not for the love of God. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I just wanted to know. So this is just like the next scene that's about to happen. So the tire falls into the pool and then uh, they cut back to the, to the audience and the person says, huh, I thought it would have floated. And he goes, no, the inner tube would, but not the tire itself. And this woman is still freaking out. She's like, it should have floated. And then she asks somebody else, do you think it would have floated? And the guy's like, we watched it happen. It obviously sunk. It, it, it's what a waste of a scene. And... 
uh, this kid's starting to feel sick and then he's hurting. Everybody's getting sick and then they all die. They all got food yep. poisoning. Someone poisoned it. And the, I think the, the guy in the wheelchair already knew. Yeah, he says like, oh, you got you, you, you all got poisoned. You're all dumb. And then they all die. So he continues to watch. Uh, but yeah, would a tire floater sink? It's the age old question, I guess. And it, it would sink. That, uh, it, it would it would sink. Um, the guy just goes, I want my show. <laughs> he wants to go Which if if we're being completely honest, like the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this whole movie doesn't make sense. But like, even if you try to put a plot to it, like the plot doesn't make sense. Like him saying, I just want my show. Like at the end of this, we're going to see that that doesn't matter. Whoever has the ending of this, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what what he wanted, because like, that's not what we get in the end. So like, who cares? And uh, uh, yeah. I, I'll get to that. I'll, yeah. I'll get to my point of view on that. So it, it then turns into an oversaturated shot going to the room because they were lazy cameramen, and the kid finds a dead lady uh, in the room with the tire, and it's the the dead cleaning lady. Uh, we find the French chick at the diner pouring OJ on her plate that she was just eating, and She's pouring whoa. orange juice on her breakfast. I should, well, no, I didn't think there was something on a plate. I thought she was just pouring it onto an empty plate. No, there's stuff there. She's oh, okay. just adding some delicious OJ to whatever her breakfast is. Because why drink it? Yeah, I think it was just the attitude is, I'm done. You clean this it's, up. It's so laissez-faire. Just <laughs> and you know what's really laissez-faire? Hmm. Finding a dead body and dropping the pizza. Yeah. Which is still unacceptable. I don't care. <laughs> Bird I don't guts. care what you find. Yeah. Bird, bird guts and everything. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter that there were bird cuts on the pizza. It's never appropriate to drop pizza. <laughs> That's fair. Just go, just go eat it. Who cares? Yeah. So she goes to leave the diner and she just pushes the doors down. Like the doors just fall apart. I thought that was like the funniest scene. It was so stupid. Wreck that door, man. <laughs> Fucking yeah. smash. Yeah. Uh, and kid gets told uh so she goes down there to see what's going on and uh the kid keeps getting yelled at to like leave even though he's like I, i'm telling you it's the tire and they're like get the fuck out we learn his father is mr hughes and it looks like he owns he owns this place and uh the guy starts asking him are, are, were you satisfied with the with the work of the maid uh just standard police stuff you know who was she all that stuff and then he just goes Oh, it's been six hours, so the poison's kicked in. We're good. And then it cuts to all the dead bodies, and it, he just he just leaves the guy mid-interview, and the guy's like, what the... F- okay, goodbye. This and- is great, because this is actually my last point of this movie, and then I checked out. Um, my last point is that the sheriff is a QAnon conspiracist, <laughs> stating things like, the air isn't real. I can't see it. Like, okay... So the earth is flat because Uh I'm not floating around it. Like, well, (laughs) the the sheriff is a complete idiot. And I I think that that's part of it. And again, I'm going to get to that when we get to the wrap up of this episode. But um, yeah, this is where I checked out. This is my moment where I'm done. So nothing else to say. So I kept watching. Yeah. (laughs) The sheriff did get shot and he didn't like look injured at all. Correct. 
So That's his a- whole point of it was it was a, a demonstration or just whatever it was. There's no clear. I don't. I can't come up with a clear answer. But his impression was once everybody watching it stops watching it, then it's over. Correct. Which is like kind of similar to your checkout meter of when we all stop <laughs> watching it, it's over and we right. stop talking about it. Right. So, so when he's like, like Mike just said, when, when we're talking about this, the sheriff, he, he goes back and starts telling everybody that congratulations to everybody. It's a great job. It's all over. You can go home. Everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, uh, he says, look under your arm. You've got a stuffed toy alligator. And then he does. And then he looks away and he goes, and so what? And he goes, well, everything's fake. I just made it up. And then he gets shot three times because he tells him just to shoot him. But he doesn't actually get shot. It finally, after they're, they're yelling about it for a little bit, uh, the, the nerdy guy from earlier shows up and he says that there's one spectator still alive and that they need to go on. And he just goes, oh, OK. And he goes back to asking questions. <laughs> And they start talking about the obese brother, uh, about this woman. He obviously doesn't care. He's like, and whatever, obese brother, whatever, whatever. And then uh, Mr. Hughes's head explodes. The tire has become restless. He the the sheriff checks his script and he says, <laughs> he says it was the tire all along. And he just throws it away. <laughs> and it was Even like, though I had checked out, I saw that moment and I did laugh. It was a good scene. Like, it's just this fucking sucks. Everybody, it just sucks. I, okay. I, I will be completely honest. Um, I have no idea what's happening anymore and i realized to dan's point i've already checked out (laughs) i'm being completely honest um and i know i guess in this new format i'm supposed to be taking uh, a time slot but i'm gonna be real honest i have no idea what any of what i wrote down means because i was clearly removed from the story i have no fucking idea um I wrote down, I sure do love when the, when the tire kills people using psychokinetic powers. I like that. And then I was like, why is Kip from Napoleon Dynamite poisoning everyone? I don't get it. And why were the years so hard on Kip from, a, from Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> He's been in that desert uh, cooking turkeys and carrying binoculars all that time. So yeah. it, it, it I guess on. so. I guess so. Well, I think it's this point that the, the kid starts talking to the tire, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. the tire has now looked in the mirror because it's this garbage middle of the desert kind of town, as we're well aware by now in this garbage middle of the desert movie. And uh, the tire is looking into a mirror uh, somewhere where there's garbage, uh, where this DVD, straight to DVD movie is, is clearly a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> and the tire is clearly now self-aware and the, and the kid starts talking to it as if to reason with it. Like, why? Well, and then he I, throws the can at the tire. Why would you throw a can at a tire? You know, has been killing people. Yep. Yeah. That was I, very I, weird. Well, that's that teenage angst. <laughs> so yeah. I, so, I, I threw a can. I don't even have that. Yeah. Um, There's like a montage of like tires getting burned. Yeah, I mean, that's weird. Oh, oh, no, okay, I got it. I got it now. Okay, that's what that was. Got it. I have, oh no, brothers. And then, of course, <laughs> I put tire fire, and I had no fucking idea what I was talking about. It's as if I'm reading someone else's notes. 
that, that's how far removed I am from the plot of this movie. I mean, if you take uh, that from the tires perspective, just watching all of your own kind get burned alive, probably be pretty traumatizing. Sure. But the whole movie outside of that, like we're not building anything. So why do I care about that? scene? <laughs> like the answer, I mean, but that, but that's the no whole director's reason. point. Was like, yeah, there's no reason. Like, we we don't have a reason to care about any of this. So I will say there was a, there was a scene in here but, I thought you would uh, find funny. Okay. Was uh, this is for Dan specifically, where the cops are talking about like what the tire looked like and like <laughs> like if it had any kind of like branding on it. Hmm. And I figured like typical cops looking for a black suspect. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately. I had checked out by this point, but um, in all seriousness, I had genuinely checked out, but my, all right. So my big big issue with this is, and there's nothing like socially. um, So three days later, uh um, (laughs) we got, I I was, I was legitimately angered by this Um, after the tire fire. Now the tire is self-aware. The, the tire ceases, uh, the, the pyre of tires, the pyre of tires. Holy fuck. Nice, 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 um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Way to go, me. Um, and then we get the three days later, the screen black three days later. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? How insistent is this film upon itself that it thinks it can show us in the future what has happened? And what has happened is that there is a, a tire revolt, so to speak. Um, we we see the town and everyone is murdered. Heads have been exploding. I mean, there's just blood everywhere. And we we see our tire, our our hero, our archetype. Is he the archetype in this? Who who knows? It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Undecided. Yes, but he is watching NASCAR. That was great. I, was, yes. I love that so much. <laughs> I had a friend. I had a friend in uh, elementary school. His his mom is a very well known artist um, in our hometown, and his family was very into NASCAR, which I never really related with. But they had um, like a tire, a used tire from NASCAR in their living room. It was like decorative. And watching this, I was like, "What if that tire was sentient and decided to kill me?" I was extremely close to that tire. Like I, I just began thinking. I mean, much as I did throughout this film, I was just daydreaming and not paying attention to it at all. But I was just like, what if that tire became sentient and tried to explode my head? That would have been crazy. Anyway, there's five seconds of my life I'm not getting back. Moving on. Um, (laughs) So now we kind of see the plot thickening to to kill the tire, which is led by the sheriff's office and our, our female archetype, who is the the probable hooker, possible hooker. She leaves her door open and she puts boots on after she gets out of the pool. So who cares? Whatever she is. Um, and it looks like we're going to use some jihad tactics um, because they've they've affixed a mannequin with all manner of explosives, some C4, some some uh, some uh, debt rope. And they have a speaker affixed as well to this dummy. And they're trying to convince it uh, using using the the girl's voice who is who is French, I guess. Did we agree that it's yes. a French accent? Yeah, it's French accent. Doesn't matter. This this movie's terrible. <laughs> so it, what, what does she keep saying into the into the microphone? She's like, kill me, kill me. What what are you doing? Like <laughs> that sounded more like Dracula than <laughs> <Yes>. French. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 
It, it just doesn't matter. Well, nothing. It doesn't matter. It no doesn't. reason. And so the, the girl's talking into the microphone, and uh, our, our sheriff is becoming annoyed with how, I guess, little, little commitment she has to this role. And he takes the mic, and he begins talking. Mike, for the love of God, just take it from here. Okay. So this uh, French girl, she's negotiating with the tire, trying to goad it into blowing up the head of the mannequin on the porch. That's equipped with bombs, as Jaffer said. And her like technique turns like sexual in nature because that's what's on the script that the sheriff gave her. And she's not doing it up to his standards, so he gets to take over. And this is when he starts to say, coming out of the talk box on the mannequin, blow my head off, you big slut. I've been a very naughty girl. <laughs> I need a good thrashing. And yeah, it was like uncomfortable, but you know, he was trying to do his thing and the tire wasn't seeming interested. So she takes back over. This is when our final spectator comes up to the police van saying he doesn't understand the point of the dummy and it just doesn't make sense. Yes, why not just kill the tire with something like a bazooka or a flamethrower, which I was asking myself the same thing. <laughs> uh, they tell him they will try to speed things up and he leaves. Uh, this is when the tire blows a mannequin's head off with its telekinetic powers and the bomb doesn't explode. So the cop enters the house and blasts the tire with a shotgun and he comes out with a shredded tire and throws it to the spectator. But However, the tire has been reincarnated as a tricycle. (laughs) (laughs) So now there's three tires. Uh (laughs) So who I know everybody else has said they were checked out by now. Kyle, were you checked out by now or were you still strapped in? Uh... I think I came back when I heard the French girl talking because it was so fucking stupid. Uh, yeah. And then I, I think I wrote it out for the rest of it. So I, I think I blacked out for uh, a significant portion between like 51 minutes and then the end. <laughs> OK, so this is when the spectator tells a tricycle he is not a character in the movie. He's just watching it and he gets blown up chair and all. The cops bring the woman, the French woman, back to her car. And the tricycle just rolls up next to her. And they have a little quick like, standoff. And she drives off. And now there's just a little bit of ominous music, which quickly turns to like a uh, club music, pretty bumping soundtrack song mm-hmm. of the uh, tricycle going through the town and going on the highway and going through a bunch of different locations. And as it's doing this, tires on the side of the road start to come to life and follow the tricycle. Yep. Yeah. Nothing from anybody. Okay. Nope. That's it. So then the tricycle (laughs) rolls up on the Hollywood sign with an army of tires behind it. And we have credits. And that is rubber. (laughs) What? What a shit show. Uh, yeah, I, I, we're just going to go directly into cinematography to get this out of the way. Cinematography, special effects. Um, I, I, I think I'm, I'm just gonna say, I didn't actively hate this movie like everybody else. I didn't like it. I just I didn't actively hate it. 
I, I think Please I'm, tell us why. Uh, okay. I, no, no, hold on. Hold on. Get, get to it in a minute. Let's. Uh, I will say. Yeah, let's go through each section. Let's just do our sections and we'll talk about it in a second. So, so cinematography wise, I, I like we kind of joked about it. Earlier. It was actually it, it's surprisingly well shot. I guess that's what a good camera will do for you if you know how to press some buttons. It's it's fine. It's good. It's just there's nothing to it. It's just all outside, except for, like I said, uh, there was really shitty points where they were just oversaturated and just uh, they just forgot to fix the white balance or something. I don't know, man. It was uh, awkward and, and clumsy at times. And even like the bokeh shots with the where the pan flutes were playing at the beginning where Dan said it was like the best part of the movie or one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, it was it was good and it was fine, but it was just wasn't. I don't know. I, I that whatever. Um, I was over it. There's the special effects and gore were fantastic. That's all I got to say. I would yeah, say if you take some. I would say if you take some of the artistic shots as a vertical slice, yeah. they were good. Like yeah. just like the opening shot with the chairs, it was real artsy, and, mm-hmm. and then the t- even the tire going through the desert was. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it wasn't great, but it wasn't like terrible. It yeah. just showed the area and location, and yeah. The cinematography was passable. Yep. Except for it was almost. Yeah, no, it was almost frustrating. Like at times how well shot this movie was against the plot. Yep. You know, like it was like, why? Okay. So I liked that we were following the tire through like this journey, even though this, this journey is of a story that is just garbage, but it, it was reminiscent of like the fact that there was like, a convoluted plot or, or, re- or really rather no plot at all. Like it reminds me, it reminded me like it was almost as if the tire was Leo DiCaprio in the Revenant, you know, <laughs> there it was just like, what is happening the whole time? Except that Leo DiCaprio is a tire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how this movie started. You know that, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that, I, I'm not impressed with the cinematography of the movie. Like, I, I mean, I read like the way that they shot the movie is like they had someone pushing the tire with like two fingers behind it, or they had like a remote control in the tire. Like, I, and I, I don't know. Like, if this movie was made to be like something that's not taken seriously, I, I can look at it through that lens. But like, I, I've talked about this before. Like, if a movie's trying to be serious to some extent like i know a movie about a tire is not gonna be serious but like if a movie is trying to be serious to some extent whether it be like their message or whatever it is like i I gotta take it seriously so like i'm not impressed by like the cinematography of this movie like i don't think it's good i think it looks like me as a 17 year old making movies with my best friend would have did this like like we would have did this when we were in high school like it's it's not good who gave this guy eight hundred thousand dollars to make this shitty fucking movie i'm mad about this like i'm genuinely mad about this because like there's other fucking projects out there that could have fucking been made and actually been good but i have to sit through this fucking piece of shit movie that should have been 15 fucking minutes where this pretentious dickhead thinks that he made a good movie like no it's not good Fuck you. Like I did. You liked it. <laughs> tell me. I loved it. Tell, I loved it. tell us how I you really, really felt. It, though. Like, I really loved it, though. Like, I mean, it was a great movie. No, fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. Fuck the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Move on to the next section if you're done with it. <laughs> so since Dan, 
So since Dan, if I may, um, Kyle, uh, we're, we're going to stop here. Um, the cinematography is covered. The score is, is non-existent. We're going to go straight to the spooky meter. And since Dan has already given us his, his, oh, I have not. his opinion. How dare you? I have not given my opinion about this movie. I would like the opportunity to prevent to present the spoopy meter rating. Oh, oh, I have a meter. I would like to hear yours, though. Okay. Well, in the spirit of no reason and nonsensicalness, which is clearly the arc that this story followed, the average tire weight meter every week. (laughs) The average tire weight. Um, varies from 17 to 22 pounds. So if purple sand is the amount of lizard skin divided by six, how many candy corn billets can fit in a house? <laughs> no, no one? Yeah. That's how much I care about this movie. All right, that, that was pretty Chris, good. Do you have anything nice to to the, Chris, do you have anything nice to say to the people? All right, I'm. You know what? Real quick, you know what? We're, we're gonna. Move. I mean, it's not gonna be real quick, but go on. Jar- Jarvis is completely correct, though. We are gonna move to our spoopy meter. Uh, I love Jarvis's spoopy meter though, so much. Um, but I, I will give you what my spoopy meter was. The best part of this movie was hearing a song that I had never heard in my life, and it was called "Just Don't Want to Be Lonely." Uh, and that is by The Main Ingredient, which has Cuban Gooding Sr. in it and uh, a couple other members. And this group has been going on for since the 70s. Um, is, that, is that father of Cuba Gooding Jr.? That is father of Cuba yeah. Gooding Jr. You are correct. Um, that is the best part of this movie, in my opinion. And I believe it deserves to be highlighted because I'd never heard this song before. And I, I think it's a great song. Um, so... They had 13 hits on their singles chart. Um, <laughs> so that's where my spoopy meter went. It's not as good as Jarvis's. I admit it. Like Jarvis's was amazing. Yeah. It still just comes down to. I, yeah. I think it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to give you a zero to 13 rating. Um, it doesn't matter. Okay. And I'm going to give it a zero to zero on no reason. It just, it's just not good. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Okay. So spooping me to zero. wasn't scary at all. The quality wise, I would give it a one, which is <laughs> one more than everybody else. And I didn't. You're so generous. Okay. I didn't like this movie, but I didn't actively hate this movie. Uh, would I recommend it to anybody? No. As I think it was very pretentious, up its own ass movie. And just like I said before, the director, he thought he was, I guess, hot shit or thought he was way more intelligent or talented than he probably is. This even like in the interview, he had really like douchebag answers to the questions. I did it because I don't know. I felt like it. And that's why this happened. But I thought that it, w- it was it was bad, but it had some redeeming qualities. I, I was I only I never checked out of this movie, but it wasn't like completely focused on it, just had a morbid curiosity to what was going to happen next. Uh, the crowd that was watching the tire through the binoculars, it's a stand-in for pretty much what we're doing right now, is commenting on what's going on and saying, oh yeah, why'd that happen? That shouldn't happen. That makes no sense. 
And that's basically what we've been doing this whole movie. And if he was trying to say something with that, I don't know. I like I didn't actively hate it. I would never watch it again. Yeah, strong. Never. I couldn't re- I couldn't recommend it to anybody, but I didn't actively hate it and have the same burning hatred that you guys did. But don't see it. That's about all I can say. On a serious note, um, you know, I, I, I've been, I think we've all been pretty vocal on how we feel about it. Um, this is a douchebag movie, mm-hmm. right? It was mm-hmm. made by a douchebag for douchebag people. Um, it's braggadocious in that, dude, you got to watch this movie. It's so dumb. It's kind of the same way guys are like, dude, this is this. You got to smell this. It's terrible. You know, it's something you <laughs> dare someone to do. Right. It, it doesn't make itself worthy of watching. Um, and that's what it finds redeeming about itself. And that's dumb. Okay. There's, there's, here's the difference between movies that kind of follow the same theme of like breaking the fourth wall. Right. Uh, you know, that, that there are plenty of movies that do it now that they're self-aware. It's a very meta take to, to storytelling, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't take itself a little more seriously because it gives the, it clearly gives the audience reasons not to pay attention to it. This movie thrived on its own disruption, right? So like we're watching a tire, then we're watching an audience. It's, it's going all over the place because it doesn't care about the storyline. There is no storyline. It, you know, the fact that it broke it up into these strange arcs didn't make it good. It made it convoluted and it made the point nonsensical. And I know that's partially what they were going for, but it, it's an irresponsible way of storytelling. So, yes, I, I do feel strongly that it is not worth watching. But if you feel differently, uh, we would love to hear it on our various social media platforms. So please reach out. We'd love to hear your opinions on it. Absolutely. I think if somebody told you there's a movie about a sentient tire that kills people. I mean, if you were into those kind of movies like Mosquito was, you say, oh, I should check that out. But I think this movie was the director of this movie was like, you know what? I'm going to make it. So I'm going to say it's a sentient tire that kills people, but I'm not going to give them what they would expect from hearing that description of it. They're going to get it drawn out. I would, I would agree it was a boring movie, but I'm not going to give them what they would expect when they hear that description of it. Just, yeah, it wasn't good. But if you want to see a sentient tire that kills people movie, Look elsewhere besides this one. Yeah, make your own. Make so, your own. He, <laughs> so would you say you. he should go back to his DJ career? Yes. Go back and to your go, DJ career or make a better movie. Here's Fuck a, this movie. Here's a question. His DJ name is Mr. Oizo. Wouldn't a much better DJ name be uh, DJ Dupuy? Yeah, you're right. DJ <laughs> Dupuy would be a really good name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um... I'll try to lower that sound, but overall, you can always cut out some of that. Uh, thanks for for sticking. Oh, can we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just glad it wasn't me to go on just a derailing tirade. That would make Dude, I was mad about that movie. Fuck that movie. That movie sucks. 
it, it was a relatively high waste of time. Why the and fuck you have did that movie you have eight hundred thousand fucking dollars, okay. and like some other movies can't. Let, let's I, just, let's we need to end this episode. episode. We need to end this episode. Yes, we need to end this episode. I will say that a bunch of my family and other friends were like, "You got to see. You got to see." I do not think I've had to see this, so we'll go ahead and end there. I have a problem with your family. Members. I know. So do I. But yeah, anyway, so let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up. I want to thank Connor McLeod for doing our artwork. And I want to thank Andrew Cavanaugh for doing our intro and outro music. Find all their links in our uh, podcast description and uh, find our Twitter and Instagram and email and uh, yell at us like we yell at you. It's great. And I think that's about it. Chris, why don't you go ahead and tell the lovely people what they want to hear? Thanks for stopping by and having a really horrible time. <laughs> so here, here's my issues. So just like just like Jarvis was saying, and like uh, everyone else was saying, the the movie like it's just it's just not good. Like. A spoopy meter, it's zero. Right? It's not it's not it's not scary. But like overall, it gets I would give it a one. At the ah, top. got that one at the <laughs> fucking one. At the tops. And here's the reason. So my my theory on what I took away from the movie is the director was trying to say that because the audience member in the movies were all American and it's a French movie. So I took away that they were trying to say American consumerism. It just takes in whatever is given to them, um, especially in terms of entertainment. So like we're watching this shitty movie. So we just take it in and we don't question it. Um, Okay, fine. But like that idea has been done before. And like, as an American, I already know that. Like, we live in a consumer-based account, like society. So I, I know that we take in things that are given to us. I know that we purchase things. So like, you're not doing anything interesting if that's what you're going for. So like, to me, that's what it was going for. So like, why why is that interesting? Why is this like unique? I don't see any anything special about it. So I, I don't see any reason to watch this. Like it's been done better. It's been done before. And it's something that I already know as an American. Like we as Americans basically know this. We we buy things that they suck, but like we're entertained by it. So like we continue to buy it. Like we all know this. So like why do I need you can say that for pretty much any not pretty we could say for almost anybody though that they buy things they don't need right i'm I'm talking about like our society though like our society knows that right like if this is a critique on american society we already know this so like why do i need some french dude to tell me that like we do this i don't need that because like i already know it so like who gives a fuck and outside of that i've already talked about the like entertainment weekly interview that I've read by him where he said, like, I don't give a fuck about my characters. I don't care what happens to them. 
well then why the fuck do I care? Like I, I don't care about your characters then. Like, so I don't care about your story. So I don't care about what the fuck you're telling me. And why the fuck do I have to listen to some braggadocious like douchebag talk about what he has to say? Like, I'd rather listen to some unique story that had to be done with 800,000 than your shitty tire movie. So like, fuck you, dude. So basically, also, let's no, 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 no. I'm not done. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not done. Excuse me. Um, also, let's talk about these shallow ass fucking characters. Where the fuck is the character development in this? There's no story to be had in this. And maybe that's your point. But that's a shitty fucking point to have. Like, it's a movie at the end of the day. I want to be entertained. I don't want to be feel like some pretentious douchebag is fucking talking to me also where the fuck is the plot where's the plot in this movie can anyone point a plot to me can anyone any of you any of you can you point a plot to me no okay thank you and that's Thanks. the end of this episode. That's the end. That's all I got. <laughs> Fuck this movie. It's a zero out of 13. Fuck this uh, movie. Wow. You Did you ever hear zero? this? Yeah, you back to a zero. Fuck you. You <laughs> suck. Do a better movie. <laughs>